Have you ever thought about how much of your actual success comes from momentum? Momentum is a powerful moment connected to another powerful moment. It's action connected to action. And yet, many of us right now might be without it. I'm going to be talking about today what happens when you lose momentum. How do you get your momentum back? Let's dig in. The Sell Anywhere Podcast. The question is, is when momentum is gone, maybe I had something good, or maybe it used to be a really good way, or maybe I had momentum, but it's gone, or it's dwindling. How do I get momentum back or for you leaders out there and you're in a good place instead of how do I get momentum back the question is how do you give momentum back so we're either going to get momentum or we're going to give momentum that's the goal here today now I bet you a billion bazillion dollars you can actually look back and I want you to think right now about a time of success in your career I want you to think about a maybe even a, a pinnacle moment, a time where maybe you won a prize or an award, or maybe you were the top at this, or you know you just you were on top of everything. And if you were look back at that, I bet you would see momentum. So that by the time I was talking to actually a person who was the top salesperson at a at a large company yesterday, and he was saying that. It's really weird. The year that I got this, like the top salesperson, he's like, I feel like I didn't really do anything. I don't really, I can't really point to anything and say that it came from this. And, and the truth of it is, is a lot of us who have done things, we actually, we actually would, it feels like that the whole imposter syndrome kicks in a lot of times because we, you probably can identify with it. But if you looked backwards, you probably would see an explosive moment that led to that. And then an explosive moment that led to that. And then an explosive beginning that couldn't have been predicted. So you've had it before. The people you're working with have most likely had some form of momentum before. How do we get it back? That is the, uh, that's where we're drilling into. And again, I, I do want to follow the course of all of your questions. Um, clarity, clarity, clarity. Okay, I'm, I'm seeing clarity from several people. That's a, that's a great intention. And when you say clarity, I want you to say clarity on this. Uh, might be a clear plan. Maybe it's a clear vision. Maybe it's a clear... Um, there's lots of, lots of things that clarity can mean. So let's talk, let's look real quick at the things that might be robbing you from momentum or people around you from momentum. And there's probably more I'm going to go through five of them, four of them, four or five, something like that. The first one I want to look at is fixation. People who are frozen it's almost like you can't there there's you don't have access to the same momentum as people who are who are clear, who are open, who are moving, who are seeing. Let me give you an example. In the world of uh, a lot of the financial industries, real estate, 
mortgage, commercial real estate, people would say, well, oh, I could succeed. Um, I've done it before, but the market was like this, or the people were like that, or the demand was like this. And, and what we're saying is it can, I can do this on a condition that this is perfect, right? I can, I can play when the weather is perfect. I can, I can do this when it looks this way. And, and I want you to look at that. You're basically saying I'm, I'm fixated on, I could do it this way, but you're also in some ways being a little bit, what is that word that none of us like to use? We're, we're, we're being dependent upon, there's, there's another word for it, but we're, we're dependent upon something. Um, oh gosh, what is it called? Ah, there, there's a there's a word in it, and it's bothering me that I can't think of it. Regardless, you're not there. The word there comes entitled. Don't be entitled. Be a learner. Be open. And when something isn't presenting itself to you the way that you want to be presented, then you change. Don't make it change. Here's a prime. Here's a prime example. I actually saw. I read about this this morning and I'm this is a prime example of what Carol Dweck would call the growth mindset rather than the fixed mindset. It was in the 70s, 1970s, someone who ran a McDonald's in Dallas noticed when he was in Oklahoma City that hey these drive-through things are pretty good. It's kind of working. And so he decided, you know what? I'm going to do a drive-through. And I'm going to, it'll be a garden. It'll be an experience. And at the, the front of the garden will be a microphone. And it'll be inside of a Ronald McDonald statue. And we'll take the order there. And people will, they'll drive through and they'll, they'll get their food. Well, one of his buddies got wind of it. He had a McDonald's outside of Oaxaca Army Base. And back in those days, it was in the early 70s, if you were in the military, you weren't allowed to get out of your vehicle in uniform. So the majority of the people that he could help and wanted to help, they, they couldn't come in and buy his, his McDonald's food. They had to keep going. So this guy who got wind of the Dallas guy's plan, he said, you know what? I'm going to do this. <laughs> and he didn't get elaborate. I, he, he basically knocked a hole in his wall and he installed a part of a phone booth. And... That innovation caused his sales to boom. And it actually was the beginning of what McDonald's would do when they created their whole drive-through system, which you can look at all of the fast foods. Really, it kind of, it's kind of connected to that. Of course, I think Chick-fil-A has innovated even, even beyond that. But it started with someone saying, I see my people. They can't come in in uniform they should be able to come in a uniform. They didn't go try to change the law. He just, he went to where they were and he served them. And I'm asking you in your work, in your business and what you do and in your life, is there a way that you can go to those people? Is there a way that you can make it easier on your people? How can you serve your people? Is there a slight innovation you can take? And if you do take that innovation, maybe don't be like the Dallas guy. Maybe don't be, don't plan this elaborate labyrinth of a maze to get you know this experience and i'm a fan of experience you know that i am but sometimes the best answer is is that short line from here to here so growth mind not fixed mind 
And we, we, we need to be aware of that. And by the way, all of these things that I'm going through, you all have had or you do have, just like I do, because anytime we move towards a goal, anytime we move towards anything in life, we, we disregard other things on the, on the way, and some of these things just happen as a, as, a, as a byproduct. So if you see these things, don't feel like I'm telling you you're stupid or bad or not on purpose or any of those things. If you see it, fix it, right? And, and at least get a direction on it. All right, the next one is confusion. Confusion, of course, the opposite of confusion is the one, the word that I saw here three or four or five times where people are saying, I want clarity. Well, well, we know that a confused person does what? They do nothing. And yet, we confuse ourselves all the time. How do we confuse ourselves? Uh, if <laughs> here's, here's one way. Your space, we'll talk about clutter in a moment, but if you have multiple options, if you have too many things to do, you're going to be confused. If you're following all of the different things that you could do, if you have, if you have too many mentors, if you have too many ways of doing it that you're, that you're checking out, it's going to give you confusion. Here's, you know, if you're selling, pick one way. Make it simple. If you are recruiting, pick one way. Maybe two. Keep it simple. If you are doing something as a family, don't say we're going to go see everything in America. Pick it, decide, and remove the other options. I, I will say, I, I've even, I've, I, like, when you're confused, what, like, what does it feel like? Doesn't it feel like that downward spiral? I mentioned to you before that sometimes, like, I remember my first business. And the reason I couldn't, I think one of the big reasons why I couldn't create financial gain from it was because I had so many options. There was so much that was there that I could do and all of them were valid, but I didn't choose the most important thing to do. And so I would say, if you had to get one thing done today, what would that be? Okay. Now, one thing we can do to create clarity is actually to make a decision. And a lot of times we're actually delaying a decision. So find a way to decide. Next one, anxiety. Anxiety. Anxiety is like you see from that downward spiral that I was talking about, you feel the negativity of a situation where it's like, no matter what, I'm going to sink. No matter what, I'm going to die. No matter what. And there's there's something in us that gets activated that says, dude, it's... it's um. It's it's lost, and I, and I don't know what the purpose of of that is, but I do know what it robs us from, and I do know what the opposite of it is. I know that hope and faith is the opposite of anxiety. So rather than seeing only the negative and worst outcome, how can I have a hopeful outcome? What is my faith? Where can I really really believe? And by the way, if I can't get hope and faith in what I'm doing right now, I better find something else to do because action taken without hope and faith is. It's at best, it's going to be drudgery. Even if you succeed, it's going to suck the life out of you. So we want to find hope and faith and, and have a hope, hope, faith, you know, have a plan. And if you're not a person of faith like I am, um, it's probably, probably a little bit harder, 
<laughs> but also like I, you could still have this. And in some people, like you can have a, a hopeful goal. Like I believe if I do this action, it's going to create X. And so find, find that clutter. Here's the next one. Number three is clutter. And <laughs> here I am talking to you about clutter and I have 25 things within my reach. So I have uh, your, your brain, when your brain sees multiple options, it's not, it, it, it's not sure it's part of the confusion part. It's not sure what it could choose. I could choose to floss. I have a flossing stick on my, my desk. I guess I, in my brain, and not right now I'm not thinking should I floss, but in the middle of the day, I'm about to go jump into something and my brain's like, yeah, but you could floss. I created that as an option. I, like, and, and so it's within our space, clutter is giving us options. And here's what I say about that. Look at what you want in life. Like literally decide, what do I want? What are the top three things that if I could create right now, what would I have? And I would say, remove everything else that's not necessary. Everything that's not contributing, eliminate. Eliminate. I, there is a book I, I, I recommend called, um, it's not minimalism. It is essentialism. And I forget the author, but I will, for those who are interested, uh, message me and I'll send you, I'll send it to you. And all it says is like, decide what you want. Whatever contributes to joy and hope and, and happiness along that path, that, that along that path, that path, keep it. Anything else, get rid of. Get rid of. There is so much lightness that comes from when we declutter. Physical space, it does something to us mentally does something to us mentally so being aware of that and i'm going to i'm going to end up here and this might even be the most important but but it actually comes from the evidence of a lot of these other things we will a lot of times we'll see we'll see what's happened and we'll tell ourselves something about it we will see our space and we'll tell ourselves something about ourselves we will will observe a, a loss and somehow we'll blame ourselves we'll We'll see the things that are happening in our lives. And what happens is, the final thing, is we're not convicted. We have negative self-talk. So negative self-talk is going to get in the way of momentum. Negative self-talk. I, um, I did work for a while with a guy by the name of um, Josh, Joshua. And sometimes he's, he comes into... Sam, I haven't seen him for a while, but um, three of the things that I took from him was was not just uh, like, I, I have been learning about these I am statements all along, but one of the most powerful things I learned to say to myself is I am resourceful. I am resourceful, meaning there will be unforeseen things that happen along the path of success and life. And rather than worry about those things before they get here, I'm going to choose to believe that in that moment, I could figure it out. I'm resourceful. Yeah, well, what if the business fails? Well, I can figure it out. Yeah, well, what if this person says that or does that? Well, I can, I can figure that out. I'm resourceful. And so th there were two others that went along with that. I think the other one was, I am enough and, and loved. And then, and then the third one was, I am connected. But the I am resourceful one became just like a, an internal thing for me that helped me to not only trust me of now, but me of the future. 
there are three types of self there there's three identities i would say like that that we form in our and it comes from our self-talk and the first one happens when it's from what others others say about you so your first identity is what others say about you you're great you're stupid you're lazy you're scattered you're whatever you're poor you're rich you're lucky you're so whatever other people say about you forms that first identity the second one i think comes from when we're talking to ourselves um really from the place of like i am trying to prove something to these people so i'm going to make this identity so that these other people can't attack me when i was younger um we were we were poor and so i i had a couple of identities that i tried out so that people wouldn't pick on me and make me feel bad one of those was um the first one was what was the first one it was humor i would say humor and then the next one was so that i can show that i'm never with these people uh i turned it into cutting humor so i became a cut down king for a little while i'm not proud of it now but i was doing that i built an identity to so that i could prove that i wasn't this i'm not broke when i went into coaching it's interesting i i i only recently, I think, have I been able to admit like uh, that I'm not, I've never been great at sales. I've been like on the high end of of, of medium, and I've had moments of, of greatness, but I wasn't the best. I've been a top producer a few times, but it's interesting that even as as I as I went into as a especially the beginning of my coaching career, I would portray myself as this person that was the best at this. And you know what happens when you when you make that up. People smell it. <laughs> we know there's like inauthenticity there. And so uh, maybe as we go on, we're always stripping off layers of that. But the third identity is the one that we really are. It's our creative self. And it's the, it's the next version of us. And it's the now version of ourselves. And it's the one that's not fixated. And so I would say that if we can if we can get these things under control, we can find momentum, and from these things we take action. Ultimately, this is about action, and so clarity, love, hope, faith, and cleanliness, order, and process. This is these are our answers. If one of those strikes you somewhere, then do it. I would say the solution is this. I'll give you a few things. Number one, um, the power in your unique design. Trust it. Trust you. Get alone with yourself, love yourself, and uh, take action from that. The next one I would say is get a mentor. Get some, Sometimes you won't see things in yourself that they'll see in you. And so sometimes it is your spouse, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's right here, but this isn't totally that, okay? Um, if you step forward into the light, we get a chance to operate and to have that moment. But a mentor happens through books. It happens through... Like I've been following this guy now on YouTube. He's like the only person I listen to now because he's my mentor. He doesn't know it yet, but he's my mentor. Uh, I can't afford his $55,000 coaching program yet, but I will one day. His name is Myron Golden. And I just, like, I just love what this guy says. Find one and, and attach yourself and, and just saturate yourself. Wash your brain in that. The next one is decide, make, make a decision. Well, I would say first, make, be committed towards what you want. 
and then make a decision that we take action from. If we can do those, that's the beginning of the anatomy of momentum. And my hope is, is that, that you've seen something in yourself here, because in the entrepreneur's journey, we run fast and we break things. And when we run fast and break things, some of these things get broken. We create clutter because we were creating. We create confusion because we're looking at so many things to do. We create negative self-talk because we're looking at evidence sometimes. And so just a, just a, just a checkup. This is how we can get our momentum back. So I'm going to bring in some, um, uh, some people here, hopefully that are ready to roll. Um, <clears throat> and then just to, just to bring some, a uh, little bit, I don't want to say clarity, but to re-clarify, um, nobody else is going to coach you, but me, um, the moment that we share, we share, we just let other people learn through you and learn with you. All right. Okay, I don't want to be on camera. Oh, man. Sad face. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit a couple of these, and there's someone who is uh, ready to come on. I'll, I'll bring you on in a moment um, when you go, go, uh, go get ready. Um, Bryce, man, when you're, when you're ready, I want to see that hand go up in the air, and, and uh, I'll bring you on. Uh, a few questions. I don't, I don't want these to get too old before I answer them. Someone says, um, I'm having to make financial adjustments. How do I bring the children in, in a way that basically this person's feeling like crap, I'm not gonna read everything. So um, you're adjusting financially. And the very first thing is I would, I would say is this, like how you, how you frame things matters. So how you frame things to you matters. The Sell Anywhere Podcast. That's it. You stayed till the end of the episode. If you're still awake, go find me on DonnieTuttle.com and there register for my absolutely free every single week newsletter called Sam Chronicles, where I help you to lead, live, and sell by your design. It's free. It's stuff you can share with your team. I made it just for you. It is not created by AI. It all came from my own little brain from me to you. Go to DonnieTuttle.com or GoSellAnywhere.com and sign up for that right now.